CabanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. This is just so embarrassing. It's like, what well, when will we learn? I don't know. This is so embarrassing. There were like so many possible recording devices. <laughs> we just lost the complete first podcast. I don't know how it happened. We like, I need a burner phone to record these podcasts on. I, okay. So I was calling this podcast. Uh, no, we're just, forget it. We'll, we'll, we'll recapture the banter in a future one because I'm, right now I'm just fuming. <laughs> Steam coming out of my ears. Like I, I like let my kids go to bed like a little bit extra late because I wanted to finish white, and and this is what happened. I don't understand where to go. I don't know. All right, it's gonna show up at some point. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. If if it would, that would be horrible because we're just gonna re-record it now. It's just horrible. So we're recording on two different devices. Now we are. Okay. Two different terrible devices that make Marshall cringe when he listens to the sound quality. He listens every week. I know. He's going to listen five times this week. <laughs> uh, so we're doing Journey into Nick's pre, uh, set review. Yes. Uh, we're calling this Journey into Nick's, Nick's or Ixnay. Which makes no sense. Don't try to they think about it. They both mean the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. Nick's and Ixnay both mean Nick. No. But we're going to use Nick's as good and Ixnay as bad. So I'm going to save the art. I'm going to save, you know, the, the art file on the uh, ones we like. So let's, let's just do it. Let's dive in. So it's also, um, for those of you who have been paying attention in the last few months, Brian came over to my house tonight. Uh, he had this whole funny thing about spies or something. I'll post it, a Facebook note. It's hard to, hard to find my house, apparently. It's not, no, it's not hard to find your house. It's hard for you to share enough information for me to adequately find your house. Well, we're having chicken dinner, so it was funnier the first time I said it. But I was going to take a picture of Brian eating banchan chicken and say, winner, winner, chicken dinner. If winter is 37 and 45. And uh, it is. It is. And in this <laughs> case, it is. Of course, referring to the Knicks winning more games than the Cavaliers. God, I was right, though. The Cavaliers spanked the Nets of the last night. Because <laughs> the Nets are like, oh, I don't, want, I don't want to play against the Bulls. But apparently you do. Yeah. No, that, that's, it's crazy to start jostling for position in the playoffs. You think it's crazy? I think so. Maybe not. I, I mean, mean maybe, maybe the matchups bef- are just such. Before this week happened... Do you think there's anybody on earth who would have rather play the Toronto Raptors than, I mean, rather play the Chicago Bulls than the Toronto Raptors? Come on. Yeah, I don't know. Raptors, like, are the freaking Raptors. And the Bulls were looking like the second best team in the East. Look, we're just going to lose this on two devices, so we really need to dive in and start talking about white cards. All right, white cards. And we'll do Lance, too. Okay, white and Lance. White and Lance. Uh, Aegis of the Gods. 1W for 2-1. Enchantment creature, human soldier, you have hexproof. Um, I'm going to nix this one. Nix meaning save. Yes. <laughs> nix meaning save. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this card's just really good, right? Uh, I think so. It is, um, it's like a true believer, right? True believer is a similar true, ability. Yeah, true believer, yeah. It's, you know, a little true name nemesis Not really. No. True name nemesis is like an offensive card. You know? sure, this sure. is like a defensive card, sure. I think. Or it's just like you just play it in a white weenie deck and you get some value. Like they can't thought seize you. They can't thought you, dress you, etc. So um, I think this card, I guess it, it's easier to cast than True Believer, right? So it's white yeah. one instead of white, white. Right. You get a slightly smaller guy, but your guy is also an enchantment. So maybe for constellation triggers or something. You get all sorts of other value off of this. What, uh, 
Stand, standard, certainly. Uh, not certainly. I think this card is a big format. Block certainly, right? A, and I actually personally think that the bigger the format, the, the more value this well, guy I mean, brings. Well, is, is going to be a major player Nobody. in block, right? Uh, do you think the best card in standard is going to be good in block? Well, what are the best cards in standard? Burning Tree Emissary, Mute, first Mutavault, Thoughtseize, Burning Tree Emissary, Sphinx's Revelation, something like that. It's like sure. it's probably the best card in block then, Thoughtseize, you're right. Yeah. Um, I mean, but it's Nyx, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Nyx. Okay. Okay. Johnny's presence. W for an instant, it's common, strive. So strive is one of the new mechanics. So strive lets you target uh, any number of creatures provided you pay the strive cost. Let's call it that. And in this case, Johnny's presence costs two W more to cast for each target beyond the first. So to be clear, for one for one guy it costs white, and for two guys it costs Wrath of God. Right. Any number of target creatures each get plus one plus one and gain indestructible until end of turn. So you cast Wrath of God, and I cast Wrath of God, and uh, uh, you cast Wrath of God, and then I pay the same thing as casting Wrath of God, and my two of my guys live. Yeah. So you, uh, one one thing you said in the previous version of this podcast before we <clears throat> lost it <laughs> was that you also save your guys from like drown, right? Oh, yeah, you can make your guys bigger, right? So some yeah. cast in fast or drown in sorrow, or you can pay four mana and make two of them. Or just one mana, right? Right, so, right. So if, like, say and, you, and it's also negate. Yeah, so say you're, you've got a 3-3 three, three and your opponent bioblights you, you can, you can save them that way. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's also negate. So the reason that I would say this is definitely a Nyx as opposed to an Ixnay is that I think it's very comparable to Vines of the Vastwood. Um, I do, too. Yeah. So... Uh, if you guys remember, Vines of the Vastwood was uh, a highly played card in Infect decks, but also previously that was played in like mid-range green decks, just to like save your two three elf or whatever in combat. Okay, Crone uh, Mastiff, three W for a two two creature hound common. White has the ability white tap tap target creature. So definitely an Ixnay yes. for Constructo. This is an Ixnay for Constructo. I mean, you're gonna play this so May tenth. We have a PTQ here in New York, uh, sealed. And you're imagining I'm going to open this card. I'm imagining you're going to open this card. And if I open this card and I'm in white, I will play it. Is that true? Will you? Um, I mean, you say that I will. You will. I think that you know about this more than I do. Yeah. I'm just changing the plug that I'm using this, because that plug is not granting me electricities. Granting me electricities? I know. Um, it likes you better. Okay. Now, this one is now granting me electricities, so... Who's ah? Okay. Um, do you think it was like my other computer like stole the podcast? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Where did it go? He ate it like a cat. It was like a, like a cat stealing. I just don't soul. understand where it went. It was like a 50 minute podcast. Yeah, this one's going to be like 15 minutes. You're so pissed. We're just going to sell the white cards. We don't like any white. of these cards. Ixnay all of them. Maybe we Ixnay the podcast. We ixnate the podcast. That's the name of this one. We ixnate. Ixnate. Oops. (laughs) All right. Uh, So Mastiff, no, but certainly certainly a a limited card. It's kind of a cool picture. It looks like it's like a dog jumping on Loki. It's a big Mastiff. Yeah. Big dog. Okay. Armament of Nyx. 2W. Enchantment Aura. Enchant Creature. Enchanted Creature has double strike as long as it's an enchantment. Otherwise, prevent all damage that would be dealt by Enchanted Creature. So you explain this, this card... Uh, and the nuances that you see in it uh, for, I guess, limited... Um, well, limited. This card's a first pick couple card, right? 
Is it? It's no, like, probably not for no. Because it's not pacifism. Because it's ghostly yeah. form. Or, or gaseous form. Yeah, and then... Gaseous form is fine, but it's not really... If you're like a huge spectacular evasion creature, I would slam this on it. Yeah. And I'd be like, crap, it's not an enchantment. What did I just do? Right. Let me tell you that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Someone's going to have their stack of like yeah. bestowed creatures on something. And they're just going to think it's an enchanted creature, but the base creature is just going to be a traveling philosopher. <laughs> the base creature is a traveling philosopher, traveling philosopher, and you're like, oh, well. Wait, so what's, what's going on in the picture? So, like, the dude, I guess, who's carrying the armor, is it like a giant ballista arrow or something? It looks like a giant spear, yeah, charged with some sort of mystical energy. And then he's fighting just against a satyr who's just got, like, yeah. a stick or something? Yeah. So probably like, it's probably, like, sixth or seventh pickable. I'm not that enthused about this. Limited? You, yeah, you told me if I have to learn limited in the next week or so for the PTQ, I, just, I can only learn one deck. So I'm just going to try to learn Black White this Grindy. Is probably, this is probably fine in, in Black, Black White Black White Grindy, yeah. Yeah, because you don't care about this. You don't care about that. You're, you're just going to get them with, like, Scholar of Athros or whatever like that. You're going to, like, drain life them with the Coinsmith, all those kind of cards. So you don't care about, like... This their... sounds like a kind of deck that just feeds into all of my worst habits. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. This can't be good. This is like when Marshall tried to get me to learn how to draft red-blue walls. That wasn't good. He's like, no, no, it's an archetype. I'm like, just because, look, I don't know. I put him into red-blue walls. Stompy is an archetype, too. doesn't mean you should play it. Uh, Banishing Light, 2W. I'm, I'm guessing this is the best white card. Enchantment. When Banishing Light enters the battlefield, exile target non-lane permanent opponent controls until Banishing Light leaves the battlefield. Sky Games. This is Sky Games. I hate that. I hate it. I just hate it. Did, did I tell you that? That's what Huey Jensen yeah. said. The thing that's wrong with Magic Gathering yeah. is Sky Games. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate I hate so, the fact that I can't bounce this. I hate that I can't screw up. I can't get my opponent, like, I can't get my opponent with it. Right, right? So I can't let, bounce my own guy. Let me just, so two things around this. So, Vanishing Light in and of itself is probably going to be the best white card in the set. Sure. And... It's functionally speaking... Fixed Oblivion Ring. It's not fixed Oblivion Ring. No, fixed. It's like just, neutered. It's not <laughs> neutered. It's like just neutered. Oblivion Ring that with no tricks, but slightly better. And when I say slightly better, I mean long-time listeners of the podcast, I mean really long-time listeners, I mean you know, nine years of the podcast listeners, know that I'm the kind of person who will work really, really hard to broomerang your land on the second turn and make you discard. I mean that both in the literal sense, but like anything like that, right? Or I'll like bend over backwards to get a small advantage using commonly played cards. Now imagine the amount of hassle that over the course of my life I've put poor people playing Oblivion Rings through, right? (laughs) So Brian, in the earlier version of this podcast, which we incompetently lost, knowing that we would have to do like five episodes tonight, we lost one. (laughs) Brian said, look, I think I've seen one person ever... (laughs) Or screwed up his own oblivion ring. And I was like, call. Uh, call isn't even isn't even appropriate there. Yeah. But anyway, um, when we say Sky Games is what's wrong with Magic the Gathering, that's actually something Huey Jensen said. Just like, look, they just made this version of the card that no one could ever make an on-table mistake with. Right. Right? So you couldn't make an on-table mistake with it or against it. Yeah. And when people make on-table mistakes... They feel stupid. They feel stupid. They stop playing magic. So, I, I do. I do like the possibility of. I, I. I feel like maybe they bent over backwards a little bit too much in that regard. 
I do think that there's some. I understand that you don't want people to feel bad when they play their cards. Yeah. But I feel like you need a little bit of a little bit of stick, and not all not all carrot. You know. You gotta I, hit them a little bit. I mean, I think this work. card is like a medium medium high playable card. It's probably going to be like a consistent three of and a wide variety of decks. Right. Uh, I don't think most people were doing tricks with their Oblivion Rays. No, no, of course not. So if you're taking away the ability to screw yourself, I think functionally speaking, the card's generally just better than Oblivion Ray. Not a huge amount better. Sure, sure. But And so by, by when we're talking about, you know, tricks is you, with Oblivion Ring, you can play your Oblivion Ring, let the come-into-play ability, uh, before the come-into-play ability has resolved, bounce your Oblivion Ring. Yeah. Now your your leave playability resolves. There's nothing to return. That fizzles. And now the come into playability resolves. And then you get to target something, exile it, and it never comes back. So in Brian, they don't even get to play with it in game two. In Brian's example, he's like, "Well, what if I have five mana? I get into the royal in response." And I'm like, "No. What if I had seven mana? And I get into the royal in response." I've, I've done that in cube. Yeah. I have done that. It's pretty sweet. Okay. Those aren't red cards. Yeah, I don't play red cards. Didn't you uh, try it once and then you were like, this is very powerful. It's very, I know it's very powerful. It's, a, it's, it's obviously a powerful deck. Are you cube? You know, cube's up right now, right? Are you kidding me? No. When did it go up? Yesterday. Why don't they tell me when this they happened? They did. When? On like some magic online website that you probably don't That visit. I never go to. Yeah. Doesn't Worth just text you? Like he, te- he texts me. No, I, I had no <laughs> idea that there was cube up right now. Yeah, the now. cube's up. It's the same cube that was up last time. Oh, I was kind of tired <laughs> okay yeah well it's because you kept drafting red i mean yeah like i got really tired of it <laughs> draft reanimator have fun okay don't bring your cherry so, tears it doesn't sound like it right now but brian was really excited about this card the first time around i i, I think it's good 2ww for a 2-4 flying lifelink heroic creature i think that this card i, I think, haven't seen any of the heroic creatures really do anything in standard no there's i played against black blue heroic a lot over the last yeah. two weeks on moto I guess it the was black blue heroic. Yeah, yes. so like, is it Noki Shimizu made yeah. the black blue heroic yeah. deck? Uh, your... Ken Yuki Hero, I think, built it. Why did I think it was Noki? I Shimizu? think Ken Yuki Hero built it first, but yeah, yeah, and it, there... Shimizu might have done well with it. And but you know, it's an Agent of Fates deck. You know that card that you were talking about yeah, quite yeah. a bit. I like Agent of Fates a lot. And it's interesting, like win or lose, whatever deck I was playing, win or lose, I would put in so much work to just not get destroyed yes. by cards that should be. Unplayable. Yeah, like it should be one for two opportunities. You know, I was just like really surprised. Yeah. The other thing was like when I was playing a, a prognostic sphinx deck, like am I really like that worried about agent of fates? There's multiple spots where I'm like, all right, he's down two agent of fates now. Like I've worked really hard to deal with his agent of fates, and I'm like prognostic sphinx. It's just like agent of fates, hidden strings. I'm like, oh come on, <laughs> come on. Um. But yeah, so but but the the white hero cards are all like plus one plus one. Yeah, you know counters. So we haven't really seen a lot of those decks. We haven't seen like the fabled hero take off. We haven't really seen you know. Why do you think that is? Why do you think the black one is so much? Because this is agent of fates is just the best. It's such a powerful. It's such a powerful ability. It's it's really just super powerful. Anyway, my what I was going to say is I don't think Donberger Charioteers ever needs to trigger its heroic ability one time in its career for this card to be pretty good. Correct. So it's just like very rocks war uh, rocks war monk, isn't it? Sure, it's yeah, very rocks war monkish. Sure. But also, it's a flyer. Um, so 
is an interesting offensive angle. The flyer, it's also a decent blocker so at 2-4. I don't know if you remember this, but one of the arguments I made about blue being so much better than red was an M11 draft we played. It's like, how much better is Azure Drake than just, like, Lightning Bolt? Yeah. Like, the Lightning Bolt's the best red com, and people are like, oh, Lightning Bolt, yeah, it's the best red card of all time. But Azure Drake's just such a better limited card than yeah. Lightning Bolt. Uh, at least in that in that in that format, yeah. it just does more damage. You can't even kill it with a lightning bolt. This guy's like a hundred Azure tricks. Yeah, it's just really. If you have one trick, it just it's just it's, unbeatable. It's huge. But so Brian also pointed this out previously, but he's obviously jaded and angry, despite the fact that he stole my Darwin Cook spirit graphic yeah. novel. He's just stole it. He's like, I'm not giving this back, and I, he's not. And it's no, not. There's, there's, there's just no, no illusions no about clue. this. <laughs> no, no chance. So. um uh, is uh, you could this is a good setup man because he costs four. You four yeah. Dawnbringer Charioteers, and then you can play Archangel of Thune the right. next turn. He's already online, right? And then you get to hit with him, yeah. and then Archangel of Thune triggers. So what, I, I like the card. Why don't people like Courser of Crufix into Archangel of Thune? I feel like those guys should be buddies. Why? Why should those guys be buddies? Because Courser of Crufix. Oh, because you gain life. Yeah, you just gain life. Why wouldn't they play that? Like, he's just feeding expensive cards like Archangel of Thune for free. All these temples, like, seeing your top card. I I think those guys should really be buddies. Let's build that. Like, I think that would be, like, I think that would be, like, a resilient deck against black removal, too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, are you particularly worried about getting buried under Sphinx's Revelations? This is exactly the kind of deck that can withstand a Burning Tree Emissary, though. Can withstand a mutavolt, right? I think they should be like first turn elf. Is this Second turn courser. Yeah, it seems like a deck. Yeah, I like it. So don't bring your charioteers. I, I think it's a save. I agree. It's by the way, it's called a nix in nix. this podcast. I'm sorry, a nix. Uh, speaking of nixing, deicide. So, deicide. One of the much touted best sideboard card of the set. Best sideboard card in white for sure. Yeah, I, I, so, yeah, in the color. So sure. if you haven't heard it, it's white and one for an instant. The fact that it's an instant is actually very, very striking. Right. right? Exile target enchantment, powerful ability. If the exile card is a god, search its controller's graveyard hand and library for any number of cards of the same name as that card and exile them. That player shuffles to your library. So it's also lobotomy as yeah. well as being. You know, revoke existence at instant speed, right? Yeah. So, uh, revoke existence typically would fight um, equipment, right? So right. maybe it's not exactly revoke existence, but this is an excellent cyborg. Ryan and I were arguing though about whether it's this or wear tear. I think it's this. Like, I think it's wear tear. I think this card just really fly. I mean, it can hit a lot of things. I mean, you got to take out a whip of arrows some some of the time. Is that an enchantment? I don't remember. I it, don't might, it might actually be an enchantment. <laughs> I'm actually going to look it up. Normally we don't look these things up, but I, if it's an enchantment, then I'm just done. Whip of Erebos is uh, legendary enchantment art. Yeah, there you go. So you can just rip apart a whip, apparently. Yeah. yeah. This card is just terrific. So my know. whole argument was <laughs> sometimes I take out a whip of Erebos. DSN's like, done. <laughs> Oh, so we saved that. Dictate of Iliad. I know you don't love this card. 3WW for an enchantment with Flash. Creatures you control get plus two, plus two. I'm actually coming around on this one. <clears throat> I liked your comparison earlier where you said uh, it was like a uh, it was like an overrun that has uh, 
sticks yeah, around. Just sticks around. What, what was the epic? What was the spells? Like you cast the spell, and then you just that was so your only spell you'd get to play for the rest of the game every turn. It was epic, right? Epic, yeah. Yeah, it's like an epic overrun, except you get to play like, more also spells. Play more spells. <laughs> I think that uh, you could play this in maybe a, a big format with um, Spectral Procession. Sure. And, with uh, Windbrist Kites. Yeah. I think. See, this is the I, kind I of card I would definitely I not mind Heightsing. I can see this card getting played in block, too. Like, block and standard. I can, I can definitely see there's there's a lot of token stuff you can do right now in this format. Um, yeah, we're going to see launch the fleet in a minute. But that's a save. Yeah, so it's uh, a Nyx, Brian. A Nyx, I'm sorry. Uh, Eagle of the Watch is an Ixnay. Ixnay. Uh, just like whatever flyer. Scott Murphy should be ashamed of himself as well. It's a terrible. <laughs> Actually, he does a good job with foreground background. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of rhetoric. Two W for a one four enchantment creature spirit. Each player can't cast more than one spell each turn. So it's rule of law. It's a lawyer for rule of law. Yeah. It's a rule of lawyer. Yeah, rule of lawyer. <laughs> there you go. Um. So it's the interesting thing about this. It's actually rule of law. It's two and a white for an enchantment. But it's also a guy. I think it actually gets a little bit worse because it's a guy. It does. It gets smothered. <laughs> it gets abrupticated. Well, it, it would gets... get abrupticated if it were rule of law. Yeah, that's true. Well, but, yeah. Um, it gets, I think it gets, it's a playable card. Right. So I think you put this it gets in It gets edicted. It gets, you know. You're really stretching. <laughs> I know. But, but Fated conflagration. Oh, that card did not turn out good. I thought I was a big fan of that when I tried it. It was not very good. For me. Yeah, yeah. It's just so much mana. Maybe you know, there's still time. Uh, font of vigor. So this is a cycle of common cards. Just go off about your fonts. I'm going to make sure my kids go to sleep. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I, I like the fonts a lot. I don't. I don't really love font of vigor. I think for uh, five men to gain seven life, it's not super exciting, but. You have ways to return enchantments from the graveyard. If you have, you know, constellation effects with like, you know, multiple triggers when an enchantment comes into play, these cards are going to be really exciting. And you know, I mean, there's, there's any. I mean, just think about like, I could certainly see myself sun tightening into font of vigor, uh, <laughs> in some scenarios. But uh, but this of all the of all the fonts, this is the one that I'm the least interested in. Uh, <clears throat> but. Uh, Godsend is the card I want to talk about a lot more. So Godsend was one WW legendary artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus three plus three. Whenever equipped creature blocks or becomes blocked by one or more creatures, you may exile one of those creatures. And opponents can't cast cards with the same name as cards exiled with Godsend. Equip three mythic. So, it's a lot. So Godsend was originally supposed to be uh, a card that I was going to do a preview article on. Um, on Daily MTG, but they accidentally just posted it. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, instead I got Master of the Feast. Now that said, I think this is going to be controversial for some people. You were, you were surprised when I said this originally. Yeah. I think this is an Ixnay. You, you don't think that this card will have impact in block, standard, modern, or legacy? Well, the first time you asked me that question, you didn't use the word block. You said... <laughs> Standard okay. Modern. All right, well, let's, right, let's so, take block out of the equation for a second. Standard Modern Legacy. I, can you see a window for this card anywhere? I think this card is a kind of card that could be played even in Legacy. But it, like, think about it like this: Is this a, a solution for True Name Nemesis? Right. Right. They can't block you very easily with their True Name Nemesis if you're playing Godsend. 
But the same would be true if you just played sort of body and mind. <laughs> Which is better, right? I mean, or how about sort of fire and ice does more damage than right. this. Right, the problem is in the older formats, it's competing with the swords. Yeah. So, um, I mean, and, can, can and, this be played in standard? Maybe. But it's very much like a Volshock war gear. Six men is a lot to like... Yeah, what what do you want to, what turn do you want to play this on? <clears throat> and what else do you want to be doing that turn? Although I I feel like it doesn't give it, you know, it doesn't give life. I was gonna say that's it. The immediate comparison you make is the Loxodon Warhammer. You're like, well Loxodon Warhammer got played, but like one hit from a Loxodon Warhammer just swung the game around, right? You could almost you could really afford to take that turn off to play it and equip it and you know and, you know, take whatever risks were involved in that. I I think we might have talked about this card in the last podcast, the one that uh, Rashad Miller and yeah. Marshall Sutcliffe uh, were the guest stars on. Um, and I think that I've soured on Godsend quite a bit since since oh, then. Yeah, you were a little more high on it at that yeah, point. Yeah, I think like Marshall was like, no, people are just going to bounce your guy in response. <laughs> it's not like it gets hexproof, right? Yeah, yeah, well, Marshall plays magic with a cloud, rain cloud over his head. He's like, oh, they're just going to two for I mean, one I, you. I would first pick this in Limited. Sure. It seems like it would make anybody into a, yeah. a one-man army. Yeah. But, but the, the thing is, the, the meddling mage half of it, I'm not real high on. And the reason is, it involves somebody blocking. <laughs> Either they're blocking or you're blocking. How, how many good cards in Magic really are predicated on one or, one or the other player blocking? No, it's just not very no. many. No. So. And people don't block enough. That's, another, that's for another day. All right. Uh, Harvest Guard Alciads. So this is the first Constellation card. Yeah, so Constellation is whenever... So whenever the, the Constellation card or any other enchantment comes into play, whatever ability that Constellation card has triggers. It's pretty... I mean, it's a pretty powerful ability when you start to think about how many different cards and how many different abilities can have Constellation and the stuff you can start doing. Or you can just have, like, one pretty good card that has Constellation and then just play a bunch of enchantments with it, and right. then you get three Constellation triggers from that card. Um, or you could play with tons of Constellation cards, and even if not, none of them are oppressively... Well, no, no, no. So if I, if, I have a, if I have Harvest Guard, Alciads in play, if yes. I have three... Oh, but if I have... I see what you're saying. No, like I could play with Coinsmith and Harvest Guard Alciads, right? So I play Coinsmith, I get the Constellation trigger from Coinsmith, then I play Harvest Cards Alciads, I get the Constellation triggers from both Coinsmith and Harvest Guard right, yes, Alciads, yes, right? Yes. So you can play lots of Constellation cards, and... Gain tons and tons of triggers. So even if no one constellation card that you have is like oppressively powerful by itself, a bunch of them together could be very, very powerful. Yeah, you, you can start to bury your opponent and, and card advantage and time yourself out on Magic Online. Uh, so this one, however, I think is underwhelming. Underwhelming, yeah. It's, it's um, prevent all damage that would be dealt to target creature this turn whenever uh, this or another enchantment enters the battlefield. It's kind of interesting with Heliod and with Hammer of Perforos. Uh, and I think the black green god, or maybe the also makes token anything that makes enchantment tokens, mm -hmm. uh, is going to be interesting. What you can do at instant speed. So yeah, I think uh, yeah, I'm pretty certain that the black green god also does you can, that. You can get in offensively though, right? So yeah, oh yeah, your guy. It's it doesn't prevent all the damage he does; just the damage is done to him. Yep. So makes it very difficult for them to block, as we've. Yeah. Not that anyone wants to do box, yeah. uh, <clears throat> But not a save. Laguna Band Trailblazer. Uh, white for an 0-4. So we saw a Yoked Ox, for example, is in Theros as a 
wait for an 04. Um, You'll talk to me top eight of a, an open at one point. Well, then this, this card just all upside from that then. <laughs> Right, because this is whenever you cast a spell that targets it, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. If Yogtox is playable, this <laughs> would very playable. Yeah, this is us. We should be, are we... I think we it? have to nix it. All right, we're going to nix it. I mean, this card's no yoke. We... <laughs> that was no yoke. <laughs> that was no yoke at all. Um, uh, I can't believe that we cut... Godsend and kept Lagana Band Trailblazer. Yeah. But it's correct. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, launch the fleet. W so, for a sorcery. The first time rare. I you like this one so much, you saved it twice. I did. I did. Uh, so this is another strive card, but it's got the cheapest strive cost. Its strive cost is just one colorless. So basically, if you want to target four creatures, it's going to cost you four mana, one of which has to be white. It's it's a really exciting. So card. if you got tokens, you can get twice as many. They're all swinging this turn. Sure. Right, I mean, it's, so the, here's the, the problem with this card is it's a sorcery. So you have to play this before they attack. Yeah. But then all the creatures that you have that are attacking get, make a token. Right, until end of turn, any number of target creatures each game, whenever this creature attacks, put a 1-1 one, one white soldier creature token onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. It's kind of fireballish. It is. It's really, it's really powerful. I think it's really good. Think about the, the plot, think about the, the dictate of Heliod. You yeah, know, they... They play nicely together. Yeah, where suddenly you have a whole bunch of 3-3 three, three tokens <sighs> tapped and attacking. We always make Crusades sound good. <laughs> and they're not. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But th this card is, 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 I think, a very backbreaker. I mean, I guess it's just like, is it going to be constructed playable? I mean, this is, I love this card in Limited. But is this card playable and constructed? It's just, it's so cheap. It seems like it should be powerful. Like, if you had, if you had a card that was just, like, one for a 1-1 one, one haste, okay? Okay. That'd be, like, fringe playable, right? They have a card like that, Raging right. Goblin. But if you had a card that was X for X 1-1 one, one hastes, you'd be, like, slam, right? Okay. That's an insane card. But what about the, I mean... The That's Firecat Blitz. Yeah. And they, about... may, they may... <laughs> You spend what about if you have Battlefield Thaumaturge? We haven't shocked me yet because it's a blue card, but it reduces the cost to target each creature. So, by, you know, this is one color. So if you play so blue-white heroic... So if I have blue-white heroic, I have ten creatures in play, and I cast this card, I can one. do it for white, and I can target all ten creatures, get all my heroic triggers, and, you know, that's pretty filthy. Canadian listeners, I just want you to remember that Brian has 10 creatures in play. What? I mean, one, I, one of which is a battlefield pomatory. Shut up. <laughs> just shut up. Leonin Iconoclast. I wanted this guy to be good. Yeah. But he's just he's not. A cat he's, monk. he's crappy. He's a cat monk. He doesn't like to be touched. He solves murders. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't get that, it just means that you're under 60. Yeah. Uh, 3W for Cat Monk. Uh, we're not even going to talk about him anymore. Uh, Mortal Obstinacy. Obstinacy. Um, Here's another card I thought was playable. I was wrong. Yeah. This, you thought this kind of was like a seal of... Yeah, I thought it was a seal. Seal of Disenchant. And yeah. it's not. Uh, let's talk about Next Fleece Ram. This is a card we saved. I think this card's really powerful. 1W for 05 Sheep. Enchantment Creature. If we're going to keep you game one life. 
It's just insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> insane. God said no. Sheep, yes. <laughs> it's insane. Like, if you're playing against, like, mono, mono Red Beatdown, they have to have Lightning Strike. Like, if they have right. Shock, like, they're just... She's not gonna kill it. It stinks. Like you just sit there, you like save three damage a turn or something with this thing. Right. It's there's two two mana like save. What if it? What if it like two mana gain nine life over the next three turns? Right. That's kind of what it says. Yeah. I mean, you, so and, you, and even if they right, even if they kill it, they're gonna yeah. Get, you're, gonna, you're using a you're lightning strike right on there. It. Yeah. Like it's it's really powerful. All right, we, we've saved it. Uh, oppressive Rays. Uh, so this is a common card. White for an enchantment or enchant creature. It can't attack or block unless the controller pays three. And it can't use activated abilities unless they pay three more to activate it. I think this is just not good enough for Constructed. Yeah. It's almost not good enough for Limited. It's good. But you're certainly going to play it. Let me just compare this to Chain to the Rocks. It's like the direct <laughs> comparison. And this, is, this, is a common, this is a common card. It, it certainly just What's Chain to the Rocks? A rare? Rare. Yeah. Uh, Oresco Swift Claw, a 3-1 vanilla creature for one white. We're not going to... If it cost only one mana and two life, it would still not be yeah. <laughs> good enough for Constructed. Uh, Phalanx Formation. 2W Instant. Another Strive card. Uh, any number of target creatures each gain double strike until end of turn. The strive cost is one W. So if you want to use this on two creatures, you're gonna spend five mana. I think it's kind of a <clears throat> a deal. Like the strive is not that expensive. Yeah. The the fundamental is a little expensive, but it's a really powerful ability. Double strike. Hey, instant speed double strike too. Like, imagine you had some huge guy, and then you could make it marginally huger for a turn. <laughs> And then you would have spent you're a gonna, card. You're gonna, you're gonna, you know, this card's not going to get played in any constructive I don't format. think so, no. Uh, Quarry Colossus. I wanted this one to be good. 5WW for a 5-6 creature giant. And this is a cycle of cards that cares about the number of basic lands of a specific type you have in play. Sort of like an affinity. No, for it's not planes. basic ones, just planes. Or, or, I'm sorry, not planes, right. I'm sorry. But, but it's like affinity for planes. Um. Almost. When Quarry Colossus enters the battlefield, put target creature onto into its owner's library just beneath the top X cards of that library, where X is the number of planes you control. So, you know, generally going to be like four or five cards deep. So they play their bomb. So this card's kind of interesting. I could see this being played in like, I could see this being a sideboard card. Think about like like where you're playing like control matchups or you know where you have like these. I guess the problem is Etherling is the big bomb creature that everyone plays. Or even I mean I think. From playing recent, I think Prognostic Sphinx is going to become a, a card people play. It's yeah. so good, and like right the thing, right the thing about this card that that the cards that people play are so resilient, and so like, like the threat either, cards are like hard to kill. Yeah, they're either they're either hexproof or they blink out of play or you know they're not there on your opponent's turn. Like you know, Obsidat. This or, is like a tempo card, but it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. So, no, so like the, it's, it's a no. I'm trying. I want it to be good. I'm trying. I'm gonna play with it. I'll play with it in Commander. That's my catch-all. Like, even if you're gonna play this in Constructed for this amount of mana, you could blow up every non-land permanent play. Actually, in Commander, I really like this because I get to put their Commander into their deck. Instant speed. Wait, what's that? (laughs) I said for this amount of mana, you could you could destroy every permanent in play, other than lands at instant speed. What card? 
quicken into a planar class. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which I have done. Uh, reprisal, uh, reprint, uh, 1W for an instant, destroy car- target creature with power 4 or greater, it can't be regenerated. Doesn't kill Stormbreath Dragon, as you pointed out, but... It does kill... It does kill Desecration Demon. Yeah. Which seems like, you know, a big deal. Yeah, I mean, people work really, really hard to play with Celestian Charm. So. Yeah. I mean, you also get, like, a pack rat and sort of throw off some combat math. And... If this is killing a pack rat, you're in a lot of trouble. Well, if they, if they get their pack rat to four and you kill it and then all the other pack rats yeah, shrink... Yeah, you're in a lot of trouble if you're killing a pack rat. Well, I'm just telling you. That's still saying, nine damage. I'm saying you could use it. I'm saying there might be some blocking. Yeah, I understand it's better than 16. Um, you know what's awful? This card's safe, right? This is a this is an X. I think it's the next. Okay. But you know it's awful? And they just like set up their mute vaults too. <sighs> the first time I died to pack rats and mute vaults together, I was just like, wait a minute. It's not <laughs> just the pack rats. No, it's all the rats. Yeah. Uh, Sightless Brawler, 1W for 3-2, which would be good, but Sightless Brawler can't attack alone. It's also a bestow creature with bestow 4W. So, I mean, is can't attack... It's not good enough, right? Like, the extra point of power, you, you might as well just play, like, the Oresco Swift Claw for that extra point of power and sacrifice a point of toughness. Yeah, this card stinks. Okay. Skybind. Here's another Constellation card. 3WW Constellation. It's an enchantment. Whenever Skybind or another enchantment enters the battlefield of your control, exile, target, non-enchantment permanent. Oh, non-enchantment permanent. This card stinks. Oh, I thought it was enchantment. No, target, non-enchantment permanent. It's fine. This card's fine, but it's... That's... Nyx. I thought I was Ixnay, flipping Ixnay. all my enchantments. Yeah, Ixnay, Ixnay. Uh, Sky Spear. Wait, wait, can you, can you get lands? Uh, exile target, non-enchantment permanent, yes. But then you return it to the battlefield. At the beginning of the next end step. Beginning of the next end step. Uh, the next end step. That's, oh, that's this turn, though. Mm-hmm. It's sorcery spear. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's something we're, we're we're missing right here, but I was just like, maybe you could one sided Armageddon them or something. Yeah. Uh, Sky Spear Cavalry. This is a five mana double striking flyer, two points of power. We can blah blah blah. blah, blah. Stonewise Fortifier is a two two for two with a five mana ability at common, which is also a blah blah. Supply line cranes. I kind of like. I mean, certainly for limited. A, it's certainly an excellent limited card at common. Five mana, three WW for two four flying, and it can be a three five flying, or you can put a plus one plus one counter on any other creature. Um, yeah, I think this is an excellent one yeah. card. You'd you'd be happy to take this first pick, right? Yeah. And interestingly, you could not get. Uh, you, this is not Sky Games. So, like, if your opponent just on turn five, yeah, goes supply line cranes. It's their only creature, and you kill it. They have to put a plus one, plus one counter on your, one of your creatures. No. I play Supply Line Cranes, right? Right. Oh, when triggered it ability the... is it put plus one, plus one counter, right? Uh, so I will say put it, it, on, the battlefield. Yeah, put it on my own guy, right? I'm yeah. never going to say put it on your guy. No, 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 right, right. It enters the battlefield, and then you don't have a chance to respond until it targets, right? Yeah, it targets as a yeah, trigger, so... so. It's not Boo, it's just not, not Sky Games. Yeah, yeah. It's still Sky Games. <laughs> uh, Tethmos High Priest. Do you like this card? I, I like this card for limited. You like it for Black White Grindy? I like it for the Black White Grindy deck. You play a Balfour Eidolon on turn two, you trade, 
you play your Tethyrus High Priest, you put another Baleful Eidolon on it, or another, like, you know, Bestow Creature, you get your Baleful Eidolon with Death Touch back into play. Like, you're just, you can just lock up the ground with this card. I want to say, are there, like, cheap cycling or something that you can just get them all in? Oh, you want to put cards into your graveyard? Yeah. There's, there's definitely um, mulchy kind of things in this. There's that, like, satyr that gets a land. Yeah. So, uh, so that's white. We'll talk about the lands, lands as well. Yeah. So, so the lands are pretty anticlimactic. <laughs> are they? No. There's three lands in the set, and they're all keeps. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, to the shock of no one, mana confluence, pay one life, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. So it's, city of, it's actually it's, better than City of Brass, right? Somebody could tap your city. Do you remember? Um, you oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Dave Williams killed Patrick Lennon Johnson by mind games in his City of Brass repeatedly. Yeah. You yeah, can't yeah. do that to Mana Confluence. Yeah. The better City of Brass. Yeah. Uh, and City of Brass is a playable card. Yeah. Uh, Temple of Epiphany and Temple of Malady, or as Rachaegon calls it, Temple of Malady. <laughs> uh, so the red blue. Uh, temple and the black green temple. So, so highly playable. Temple and worst temple. <laughs> or in the or in the words of uh, of Andrew Cunio, there's never been a good deck that played by you. The, 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 the mox emerald of the temple cycle. And the mox sapphire of the temple cycle. <laughs> I mean, actually, the black blue one is is a is a very very mox sapphire one too. Yeah. Let's just like run through artifacts as well. Then we're okay. Armory of Eris. Is it how you say it? Eris? Iris. Iroas. Iroas. Eros. Yeah. Two mana for an artifact equipment. Whenever equipped creature attacks, put a plus one plus one counter on it, equip two. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. I'm not I'm not in love with it, right? You're not gonna play no. it in constructed. Uh chariot of victory. Uh three mana equipped creature has first strike trample and haste equip one. Very fires of Yavimaya to yeah. this, yeah. That card's pretty sweet, actually. But not, again, I don't... Not good enough. <laughs> not good enough for constructing. It's going to be a pain in the ass and limited, actually. It's First Strike and Trample. Yeah. yeah, First Strike, Trample, and Haste. Those are, like, the best abilities, yeah. other than flying. Deserter's Quarters. Okay, two. Artifact. You may choose not to untap Deserter's Quarters from your untap step. Six, tap. Tap target creature. It doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. For as long as Deserter's Quarters remains tapped. So this is like a really cheap then very expensive like Amber Prison. That's exactly what this is. It's an Amber Prison, but you can untap it at some point. So, um, would you like this Unlimited? It's very expensive to activate. I'd probably play this Unlimited. This seems clunky as hell. Though. It is clunky as hell, but I'd probably, I'd probably play it. So, gold forged sense. Are these like Bible stories? Like, I feel like I think so. Deserters yeah. Quarters is Bible, and gold forged sentinel seems kind of Bible to me. Or just myth. I mean, the Bible is just it's all. It's not like, Greek myth. It's all just taken from the same. So uh, six mana for a four four flying chimera. Well, an uncommon. So Hall of Triumph certainly is a card that you named. <laughs> Hall of Triumph, uh, three mana. When Hall of Triumph enters the battlefield, choose a color. Creatures of the you control of the chosen color get plus one plus one. So this is like a is this exactly a glorious anthem? It is, but you get to choose what color it's for. Is this better than glorious anthem? You get to go red or green or 
black or whatever. I mean, and it's creatures you control of that card. It's only creatures you control of the chosen I feel card. like this is a playable card. I think it is, too. I'm saving it. I'm nixing it. Nixing it. All right, so um, let's do the run-through of nixed cards for white artifacts and lands. Okay. So we have uh, Aegis of the Gods, Johnny's Presence, Vanishing Light, Probably the... I think the best of the, the white card, cards, yeah. yeah. Vanishing Light and, and Aegis of the Gods, I think, are the best, too. No, Vanishing Light's going to be a standard standard staple. I, I, I think I think that if you play anybody who's playing a white creature deck, the Aegis of the they're Gods gonna is just going to be... There's just no reason not to. I, the reason I disagree is that True Believer wasn't that common in white creature decks of its sure. day. But, you know, True Believer was uh, concurrent with light, uh, Lightning Rift, so right. maybe maybe that's yeah. why. Uh, Dawnbringer Charioteers. I, the more I think about it, the more I like this card. I think this card has a, yeah, has a spot. Uh, Deicide, going to be like... The sideboard big, also. Just one of the biggest sideboard cards. Many Thassas will die. Many Ereboses will die. Many Ereboses will die as well, sure. Dictative Heliod. I think it was okay, but not... I think it's fine. Token card. Uh, Eidolon of Rhetoric. This is a soft keep. Soft keep. Launch the Fleet. I think it's also a soft, soft keep. Soft keep, but I understand your excitement. I, I really like it. I... Soft launch the fleet. It's also <laughs> a soft team. Uh, Nick's fleece. I love this one. You love this. I love it. Love it. Love You've it. Been playing with staff of the mind mages, right? Yeah, it's good. It's just like staff of the death mages, but in a better color. <laughs> um, reprisal. Fine. It's okay. Yes. Laguna Band. Just to be clear, we cut Godsend. <laughs> Are playing the good and bad trailblazers. We're not. We're not playing. We're assuming that it's gonna. Duke Ox made the top eight of a of an open. Yeah. I mean, if there's a white heroic deck, this card might be fine. I mean, there's better. There's better options, but. Uh, and then the only we we saved all three lands. We nixed all three lands and Hall of Triumph. All right, so that's white artifacts and lands. Hopefully, this one will not be deleted. <laughs> <laughs>